Slip, slip, slip. When you snip, snip, snip. <laughs> oh, trip, trip, trip.
flip, flip, flip. You might flip, flip, flip. We don't want you to dip, dip, dip. <laughs> or worse, zip, zip, zip. Oh, it got caught, caught, caught. <laughs> oh, the zip, zip, zip. Oh, oh, that is vulnerable. Jesus is king. Reminds me of something about Mary. Oh, my Lord. I know, right? Oh, my God. Uh, nip, nip, nip. No. Tip, tip, tip. No, drip, drip, drip. I go Santa. I said to Shania, now that it's gone down my beard, watch where it oh, drip, Jesus. drip, drips. <laughs> Welcome to did all those apparently said, we're recording. No, did you hear what she, I said it to her, I said, down Aaron's beard. I said that tonight, goes down, watch, you could be the next one. It oh, drip, drip, drips. Oh, Jesus is king. Let's I mean, welcome everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Portals. First portal for 2022. And I apologise ahead of time for the craziness of the Portals team. I've got my sister Shania here weeping. <laughs> weeping. The joy of the Lord of the is subject real. matter. We're talking about circumcision oh of the heart. You nip, nip, nip. Yeah, we're talking about snip, 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 you know. Be careful when you snip, snip, snip that you don't trip, trip, trip. <laughs> oh, dear. you might dip, dip, dip. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then drip, drip, drip. Might drip, drip. Welcome to Portals 2022. <laughs> and this is going to be an exciting year. <laughs> Much flesh is going to be cut off. Oh, that's thick, snip, snip, snip. <laughs> that's true. It's very and true. We're going to snip, snip, snip the flesh, flesh, flesh. Be prepared to have flesh, your flesh. religious piety shaken to the core like mine is religion. right now. <laughs> oh my. Over to you, Shania, please. Thank you redeem for that official this. welcome. Redeem it. Redeem us. Redeem us. Please redeem us. Everybody say it. Snip, snip, snip. Oh, my. Trip, trip, trip. Oh my. Now they're talking about collision. Collide and collision. It's time for us to sing our songs of portals. It's time for us to sing our songs of portals. I like that jingle. It's time for us to sing our songs of portals. It's time for us Hey, uh, Shania, I'm on sound of music. You know I love you, right? Snip, snip, snip. I love you. You can't sing. Oh, wow. <laughs> she can dance. She can you know that, don't you? Your co-host she just can threw dance. you under the bus. I think we should snip. <laughs> oh, I was just about to say that, actually. <laughs> Oh dear. I was just about to say that. It's wow, this time of the morning the where you go crazy. Hello, everyone. It's good to be able to do this, but... Go again. I missed out. Right. 
I got to catch the waves. Ready? Ready? It's coming. One, two, three. Hello, everyone. What happened? You missed it. it. Oh, wow. I I am your host, Shanandis. And these people alongside of me are... These spiritual delinquents <laughs> on the stage. <laughs> Lord forgive spiritual us. Spiritual delinquents. We know what we do. Starting with the ringleader tonight. <laughs> no, Pastor I can, Nathan Cassis. I can take that place. Zip, snip, okay. Snip. And. Zip, zip, zip. You know what? I'm going to just say all the. What's the word that I'm looking for when you're, not your provoker, but when you have a sidekick, but. Oh. I know what you're saying, yeah. Yes. I'm number one. <laughs> I'm He's number on two. Okay, well, the the laughter, Jim here, Dr. Robin Cassis. I'm number one. She's number one. You're yeah. number two. She's the first yeah. culprit. Hi, guys. You're, you're, you're the, the second. delinquent. You are. Yes. I'm the what? The you're delinquent. the delinquent. You talked about snip, snip, snip. Yes. No, he? I talked about drip, drip, drip. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Pastor Tony, hi. How you doing, Hello, Pastor Tony Cassis? Welcome to Portals 2022. <laughs> yes, there is somebody on the panel. <laughs> so cheerful yeah, today. We got to use guys, it. But guys, I'm talking scripture here. I'm talking down mm-hmm. Aaron's beard. It drip, drip, drips. See, once it's past us, it's, where's it going to drip? It's going to drip to wherever God wants it to drip to. I told you, and I owe my drip, drip, drip on you. Oh, yes. A jingle did. coming on. The snip, snip, snip will drip, drip, drip. So don't trip, trip, trip. Otherwise, you might dip, dip, dip. You know what? I need to bring back my jingles. Anyway, yes, you might flip, be, flip, flip. Let's not be um, lingering. You yes. take us where we need so, to go. So, you know, sometimes I don't know where we're going, but it <laughs> starts and I just go with it. So... One of those things that I'm going with is this wave that we've been on because we talked about that in Kingdom of Emotions today. Yeah, we we talked about ca- capturing the wave of the Holy Spirit and recognizing that there are multiple waves and don't just stop at that crashing. You know, you got to wait for the next one to come as well. Look forward to the next one to come. Um, but, of course, we are following up this portal Um no, sorry. This portal is following up our course with Pastor Nathan Cassis on Kingdom Unleashing Kingdom Emotions, which has been amazing. Thank you. Yeah, tonight we talked. Um, Pastor is going to bring us into a deeper revelation of it. But tonight we talked about uh, the last three lessons, well, before what we had happened with our life last week. Those that don't watch, um, don't know watching, we say goodbye to my nan who went to be with Jesus last week. And that was a really hard, hard time for our family. Um, but the Lord's carried us through and he's been showing us a lot about him through it. But the week before that, we talked about the Holy Spirit, the energy of the Godhead on this earth. And then we talked about faith, God's intention to perform a miracle. So Galatians 5, 6, faith working through love. So tonight we talked about love. What is love? How do we show love? How do we get 
caught up in the release of God's love um, to, to ourselves first and then to people around us. And um, there were a lot of powerful things said tonight. I think it was one of the most powerful it sessions we've good. had. Very, very good. And um, by the grace of God, maybe we can even make that particular session available on Talk TV just learning about love and we learnt about, you know, catching the wave, looking for the continuous movement and momentum. And then Pastor Robin, just like she always does, she brought us into this deeper revelation, which is what we've called tonight, your vulnerability, his responsibility. And um, Pastor's going to lead us in with that kind of revelation. But um, I was asking the Lord, you know, you've got that scriptural reference. About, um, about uh, your children gal? of Israel. Yeah. yeah, children of Israel. But I was also learning in my study, you know, um, I always wondered why the Lord had Naaman. Funny enough, I'm watching with Zeke last week because he binge watches Superbook and he loves Naaman at the moment. He loves when Naaman gets angry at Elisha. He cracks up, like, you know. Um, but I was saying, Lord, Lord, why was it so important that Naaman washed in the Jordan? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Why, yeah. Why, why was that so important? And I felt like this tied in with what you were talking about tonight. But you were on a roll, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to um, cut you off when you were talking to our class. And then, um, in my study, we were doing like a history study of all the things that had happened in the Jordan. Ah, God's power was in those waters. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And even though He felt it was dirty, I mean, the memorial stones were put in that. Jordan, yeah. when Joshua crossed over. Yeah. That Jordan was split in two yeah. when the children of Israel crossed over. You know what yeah. I mean? The Israelites would wash. This is, this is the craziness of it. The Israelites weren't allowed to wash in any other river except the Jordan River. So and, all and of their dirt, all of their excrement was what God used to bring healing to Naaman. Yeah, but do you know, when you mentioned about the children of Israel, I call them the children of Israel, you call them the Israelites. But when they went into that Jordan River to cross over, to come to the other side, where they first went into Gilgal, Mm. that was the preparation for what they were being set up for. All that had to be washed off. Yeah. All that. Yeah. All that had to be washed off so that they were then prepared for the circumcision. Mm. But isn't it funny how incredible. God used, Pastor Tony can probably, um, you know, come in on this. God used the river that carried all of their filth. You know, talk about being vulnerable. He's in this river and he's thinking to myself, this is where the, he's probably thinking to himself, this is where all the Israelites bathe, wash, wash their clothes. So there's a lesson in that about vulnerability because God will use those things that, you know, funny enough, we talked about it tonight. God will use your trash, funny enough, to be influential in actually helping to bring someone through to that next level of faith. Once you've gotten rid of it, he can use it and say, right, now I'm going to use it to you know, do a work. I thought that was really interesting. And then the Lord also took me to how when Moses, before he came before him, and you've written an article on this with take off your shoes, this is holy ground. Holy ground. That's vulnerability. 
Because your shoe yeah. is a protection. It's a covering. Yeah, it actually protects you, know? you on the ground. Yeah, he wanted Moses to feel everything that was taking place. And, you know, again, there's another little commentary. And you don't feel it through your shoes. Yeah, and there's another little commentary that talked about how, um, funny enough, there was a little commentary that, you know, uh, when he came and, you know, um, what's his name? Um, Lord, give me it. I just had a mind blank. Not um, Zerubbabel. Um, Jethro. Jethro's daughters were at the well. Yes. You know, um, there's a little commentary there that said um, perhaps, perhaps it was a suggestion <clears throat> excuse me, they knew he was from Egypt because he was wearing Egyptian sandals, you know? And so it's interesting how the Lord says, take off your shoes for you're standing on holy ground. And in that prophetically, he's saying, take off what you've used to be your protection, yeah. your identity, yeah. your covering, your layer between me and you. Yeah. Because if you're going to get vulnerable, you're there can be, vulnerable. be no layer between me and you. And like you I said to, tonight... You have to get your feet in that dirt yeah. which you were made of. Yeah. Ah! You can't have tr the Hit trash. that, baby. You know? And even the self-confidence. Moses's Egyptian sandals would have been a self-confidence. They would have been tied to a memory or a lifestyle well, of who they have he, an identity. Yeah, who he used to, to be. Yeah. And when the Lord calls you in you before him and his burning bush and he says, right, I'm going to reveal my glory to you, take off your shoes... I mean, let's be real. Some people's feet are real ugly. You know, the feet are not the prettiest part of the body, you know. I'm not making a comment. No, but I, but even that, I was thinking tonight, that's a vulnerability because we don't like taking our shoes off in public yeah. because, you know, sometimes we feel very self-conscious about our yeah, feet. It um, can be a very it's a very stripping thing. It's a very stripping thing. Yeah. And so by the Lord saying to him, take off your shoes, that, that was him saying, get vulnerable. But the true vulnerability here, the true, and I think you didn't quite catch it, but the true vulnerability is when you take off your shoes, you're going to put your shoe, your feet, into the very thing that made you. Very thing that made you. The dust of the earth. And that, that brings you to, wow, a reminder, I'm that vulnerable. Look. I'm mingling with what you made. Yeah. I just thought I would add those scriptural references because the Lord started talking to me about it when you were sharing with the class about vulnerability. He said Naaman had to get vulnerable. He had to go and wash in the people that he hated yeah. their excrement. In their healed. dirty water. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then he said, and I did all those miracles in that water. I was stripping him of all his self-power. Yeah. Because if he had gone to a clean river, he wouldn't have believed that it was my power that did it. He would have taken some of the glory. Yeah. And you said that tonight. You said God brings us we can hit that too. to him to bring us through. It, it was my personal testimony yeah, of something that. That because of a death that had taken place in our family where she, our nanny Mark was a, was a part of our family and she went home and she wanted to go home and she asked me to let her go home. And I kept saying, no, God's not taking when he takes you. I'll be there. He'll, he'll tell me and you. And this time he did, <laughs> both of us. And so, you know, that was pretty, pretty vulnerable. 
you know, and for God to turn around and say, well, everything that was going on in your life was to bring you to me. I'll bring you to me and then I'll bring you through. And I got the reality that if you're over there, he can't bring you through. It can't bring you through. It's got to bring you up to him to bring you through, you know. I'm bringing you to me to bring you through. That's what he said. So I shared it and I actually shared something that is such a challenge for people because if you come that close to God, mate, I've got to tell you right now, you're vulnerable. You're looking eye to eye at him. You know, mouth to mouth, the whole thing. You, do you get it? It's like, right, if I come this close, get this, Pastor, then I'm going to breathe your breath. Yeah, yeah. Right? One breath. I'm going to breathe in your breath. And, of course, that's all about breathing in the breath of life. That's how he brings us through, to breathe in the breath of life. Mm. You can hit that one too, Ben. I'm going to drop them. Drip, drip. Oh. No, it'll be drop, drop. Mm-mm-mm. Well, we're going to take a short break for now. And, of course, we have much, much more gems to drop in this. So we are just getting started. So don't you go anywhere. Make sure you come back for more. Okay. Okay. You want to make a comment or you want to jump back in? I want to jump back in. Come All on, right. Pastor. Tell me about that scripture. Hold on one second. One second. I want him to join in. So okay. Talk yeah. to him. All bring right. Us back in. There's no questions tonight. Isn't this great? We just get to talk. Hallelujah. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> snip, snip, snip. Tip, tip, it's got to be the drip, drip. Drip, drip, drip. Definitely drip, drip, drip. Whip, whip, whip. No more flip, flip, flips. Excuse me while I sip, sip, sip. Oh, it continues. This is painful, isn't it, Pastor Tony? This is so (laughs) painful. If you don't know how painful things are until you try to listen to collision. true. Shania, don't, don't let them discourage you. You're on a journey. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> what did you want me to comment on? Because I want you to comment on going to Gilgal. The actual name for Gilgal is a place of change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we always come to a place of change yeah. before we go on the journey in. You know. We have to come to that place of change. That's where I love that place of change because that place is where God just puts his hands out and he says, hey, i just done a surgery on my child. You know, I mean, physically, that's what took place. The surgery did take place. They were circumcised. But for you and me, it's the heart. The circumcision takes place. And so, therefore, it's like, wow, I'm pretty vulnerable right now. Mm. I've been cut. 
and I'm healing, and you're saying what you want me to lie there, and in my rest you'll give the best. That makes me very vulnerable. I think there's a song about that. Yeah, yeah, it is. Don't start singing it now, yeah. please. She was just about to. Bind, so. bind, bind. <laughs> I think... Um, no, seriously, let me finish that and then you come. Okay, I okay. thought you wanted me to say something, I'm Pastor. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just want to finish this last bit because the vulnerability of resting to get the best is not in that psychic of ours. It's not. We panic. We fall apart. We think, oh, I'm doing nothing. I should be doing something. I should have movement. And you're telling me movement comes while I rest? And it's like, oh, man. You know, and they were in that situation. Lying there, the men, get this, lying there being circumcised and the women and the children had no covering except God, which is the best covering of them all. But he put his hand out. His sovereignty put his hand out and said, no further. You're not going to touch my work and what I'm doing. So you will wait until I release, you know, take my hand away. My people will be ready for you then. My children will be ready to fight the good fight because they went from there into Jericho. See, straight into the fight of a lifetime. The Jericho was the biggest battle and it was the first one after they'd been circumcised. It was that one. And man, God did some weird things with Jericho. He first got them to walk around and they wanted to fight, you know, because that, that warrior was in them. But couldn't fight till God says, when I say scream, then you'll scream, right? So we have to see, wow, did God bring them through as he brought them to himself? Straight through to face Jericho. Okay, go there, Pastor. Vulnerability and circumcision. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, uh, like Pastor Nato, often ask the Lord why use circumcision as a sign of a covenant. And there's many reasons because um, just remember from Adam to Abraham, none of them were circumcised. That meant Seth. Yeah. That meant Methuselah. Enoch. Enoch um, Noah. 
all of his sons, uh, Shem, this is where the, the word Semite comes from, it wasn't until Abraham, and I, I often wondered why the Lord told Abraham, as a sign of your faith, you know, cut, cut off the foreskin of your flesh. And it had to be Abraham because he was a, he was a man of faith and you, you only knew Abraham was a son of God by his faith. The, the beauty about circumcision is, Paul talks about a Jew is not a Jew who's one out, um, outwardly, it's inwardly. And this is why I think the Lord chose such a private area as a sign. He didn't want Abraham to be known as a Jew. Ah, very good. Very, very good. By having the physical part removed because no one could tell. When you look at someone who's dressed, you can't tell if he's a Jew or not, yeah. right? You can't so tell whether was, they're circumcised yeah, either. In their actions, you're supposed to tell they're Jewish. And this is what the beauty is about faith. Faith with works. Abraham believed before he was circumcised for a good maybe nine, nine months or so. We're not told how long it was be, between when God said, I've, I've declared you righteous, and then he asked him to circumcise himself and his son Ishmael after that. So faith came first. The justification came before the circumcision. So circumcision was a sign. So that's why we as Christians, our hearts have been circumcised, but no one knows you're a believer un until your actions show your yeah. faith. Yeah, they've got to read you. They can't read your heart. No. But your actions show your, your heart. Actions. And so that's why I believe the Lord chose it, because it's because it's hidden. Only your actions show people who you serve. And with Abraham, if he didn't get circumcised, he would still be a Jew because his actions showed that he served God. And that comes saying? down to, yes. And so when they came to Jericho, um, and this is, this is a subject that blows Jews' minds because all of the descendants of the generation that was wiped out in the wilderness all of their sons were uncircumcised. Yeah. They neglected it like Moses did his own sons. Remember when God wanted to kill Moses? And Zipporah had to... Zippy. Zippy. <laughs> Talking about Zippy. Zippy did the Zippy. Zip, zip, zip. So Zipporah had to circumcise the boys herself, which was not right. Moses should have done it. But um, these... These descendants of the Israelites in the wilderness were uncircumcised. But again, their faith, right, was already there. God wanted them to now seal their faith with an action, and that was to, you know, go into the covenant of Abraham, get themselves circumcised. And it takes about a week or two to fully recover from the pain, and you're not really ready for battle with the pain, and that's why Pastor has shared with us that they were very vulnerable. Because it takes more than a week. It usually takes a week for a, a child. Yeah, for a fully grown man. I mean, 
for a fully grown man, there's a, there's a lot more time needed. Which and means that God's grace was even bigger. Because I know that because one of my child, children was circumcised and uh, it took a little while. But if, a, if it, that one was a man, wow, it takes a while to heal. You well, know. If, um, if so they were vulnerable for yeah. a long time. And so were the women. They were vulnerable and the children were vulnerable for a long time. And what could the men do but just lie there and get healed? I was going to say um, that's, that's very true because when, when Jacob's two sons, um, Simeon and Levi, killed the men of Shechem because... Uh, the prince of that city had slept with Dinah. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Jacob said to the men of Shechem, if you circumcise yourselves, we'll let your sons marry our daughters and our sons marry your daughters and so forth. Well, Simeon and Levi knew because they were circumcised, they were vulnerable, so they attacked them and killed them. Yeah. yeah. And pastors bringing out that the Canaanites could have attacked Israel Straight after Joshua circumcised them. Definitely. But because the fear and the dread of Israel had gone throughout the land, they just crossed the Jordan miraculously. God was able to keep all of those nations wandering and in fear. Well, it's called, you know? he kept them at bay. Yeah. He let them see, but he wouldn't let them come. That's right. And they were, and it was like, uh, it, it was the vulnerability of them being there but not allowed to come any closer made uh, the whole camp vulnerable. The men were lying down, getting healed. The women were vulnerable. The children were vulnerable. And the men looked and saw the enemy. Wow, what great vulnerability that was to bring them through. And what I was bringing out was my vulnerability. And this was straight from the portal from heaven this morning, is God's responsibility. What do I mean by that? For me to be vulnerable in his hand, in my nakedness of me, makes it his responsibility to keep the enemy at bay. It's powerful because, again, the Apostle Paul says that the circumcision is of the heart by the Spirit. Yeah. Now, any time God takes away a bit of your flesh, you're, you're going to be vulnerable. Definitely. In other words, you can't protect yourself, you can't hide yourself, you can't heal yourself. No. You're totally at the mercy of God and this is why that's the best place circumcision to be. is a, a process that Christians continually go through until their flesh is totally crucified. I want to bring up some wow. something to that's add here to this uh, scientifically because when in that healing process what happens in the circumcision is, and now this is where I'll come in with the medical stuff. Yeah. The foreskin actually has, um, they used to say, you know, in the medical 
you know, kind of feel that, oh, the tip, and I'm going to be real straight, the tip is the most sensitive part of that male organ. But recently they found that there are more nerve endings in the foreskin. And why that is spiritually applicable is because <clears throat> when you actually circumcise a male, um, especially at a grown man or, a, you know, a, a teen kind of young adult stage, in that healing the body actually has to get used to that area being touched so sensitively that what it does is it creates this kind of resistance to pain. So that's part of the healing. So for three to four to five weeks, a man has yeah, to walk around and he has to get used to now this area being totally exposed, whereas what was protected by the foreskin before and was cutting off those nerve endings from being triggered is now triggered just by the touch of clothes. And that's where the pain comes in. And what's spiritually um, powerful about this is when God does a vulnerability in your life, he gets rid of your ungodly sensitivity. He gets rid wow, of... Wow, there's another one. All of those areas that your emotions want to be triggered in that are not him. He removes that covering and that, you know, kind of blockage and he kind of says, right, if you're going to be circumcised, if you're going to be vulnerable, then the way you feel is not going to be dependent upon your sensibility and your sensitivity. It's going to be dependent on my sensitivity because I'm actually going to do a fortitude. I'm actually going to develop a thicker skin because yeah. that's what actually happens in yeah, the natural to, process. It has to process like that. And it's crazy because the oxymoron is, okay, you think vulnerable, then you, don't, you think that being vulnerable is being more sensitive. But actually being vulnerable is developing a thicker skin. Yeah, definitely. You know, and we, and we forget that. And that's why we shy away from vulnerability when it comes to being vulnerable with the Lord. And this is what I talked about tonight with the trauma. What is God doing when he's getting you to go through those memories of trauma? Well, we talked about it in the course. Trauma comes back as reaction, not memory. So he's actually got to circumcise away your reaction about what happened not the actual memory itself, because the reaction is what's holding in the nerves. The reaction is what's holding in the feelings that are not from him. You know, the feelings of all those things where you've gotten overly sensitive and you've contemplated and kind of, you know, kind of held in those things that have made you not thick and tough enough to go to the next stage of healing. So the Lord's saying, right, I'm going to cut away that, I'm going to cut away your reaction. I'm going to cut away all of that, you know, kind of ungodly, there is such a thing as ungodly sensitivity. Yeah. You know, and the thing about trauma is you talked about change, Gilgal, you know, and this is where I come in with the emotions. Trauma is a change that we don't choose, but healing is a change that we do choose. You know, and so part of trauma, being trauma, is it's because it's a change that is forced upon us. Yeah. You know, yeah. and when we don't yeah. choose change, yeah. it becomes traumatic. Yes, wow. come on, you hit know? that big button. Wow. And, yes. and this is when, I'm going to be real, this is when we try to live. If God is cutting away, that's a change that's bringing healing. Mm -hmm. But if man tries to cut away... Oh, it hurts. And circumcised, it hurts. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it had to be God that was cutting away. Right. It couldn't be man. 
And a lot of us have gone through things in our life where man has tried to cut away prematurely yeah. and has created this overly sensitive but kind of emotional state. But that's yeah. not true vulnerability. This is the key. This is the key. If we need man's to get into doing that. it, it's not true vulnerability. No. It's only when God draws himself to you. See, when you, when you think you could draw God to you, that's, that, that's not ready for, for circumcision. It's not ready for that cutting away. But when God says, I'm bringing you to me to bring you through, that is circumcision. Yeah, yeah. But if we take God to us, that's not circumcision. And I wanted to come along the area and talk about God's responsibility. We'll come back. It's really important this is for us to see this. That was really good. I just enjoyed that last bit about trauma. That's yeah, definitely. It me too oh when my he goodness! That, out. that man forces change. Yeah, and that's why it pain becomes us. a messenger system of the body because it's saying, "Hang on." I didn't choose this change. Oh, my goodness. So now I have to use pain to trigger to you the message that I'm trying to get to you. Yeah. You know, abuse is a change that you don't choose. No, that's right. It's a right. change of your physical body. It's a change of your psychology. It's a change of your emotions, yeah. Yeah. your social status. When God chooses change, this is what I want to encourage everyone with before we go into the break. When God chooses change, he toughens you up to be able to handle mm. The yeah. change. Yeah. He doesn't push you into change and ask you to stay at that overly sensitive place where you feel naked and not vulnerable. Mm. See, being naked and being vulnerable are two different things. Yes. Yeah. And we talked about this. Yeah. And, you know, you said about the weakness of the men. And I'm learning this in my counselling. Being weary does not mean you're weak. Yeah. Not at all. You know, there's a difference. And we've, we have assimilated the two to be the same. Mm. You know, Lord, I feel weary. That must mean I'm weak. No, you know? no, no. It means you're tired. But in your, in your um, you know, address to us tonight, you said it's in that weariness that we really become strong. Yeah, because, because our strength comes to an end. Because mm. it's this, the promise. You want to hear? Yeah. It's the promise that about our weakness draws his strength, you see. And these are all leading up to the last part of what God said to me. I'm drawing you to me to bring you through. So my statement is, okay, that means this is all about you. This is your move. This is your move. You're drawing me to you. Then you go and put on top of that, Lord, to bring you through another move of yours. Yeah. Wow. Another move of yours. So then it comes down to, we can make people think about that. Then it comes down to, wow, this means it's your responsibility. My vulnerability is your responsibility because you chose to do it. Like that. Mm, I get what you're saying. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And it's not like you owe it to me yeah. to be 
taking care of me. You're saying what I'm doing, I take responsibility for. Yes, your initiative. What I'm doing, I take responsibility for. Not only is it my initiative to do it, but I take responsibility mm. for it. Wow. I'm telling That's a place you, of rest. bang, bang, bang that one because I can tell you that changes everything. Every single thing. Well, we're going to go to a quick break and come right back because we are definitely breaking in some ice here. I don't want to say chip, 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 because I don't want to feed into this, okay? I have a different call. You know what? Okay, we're going to a break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> She's on uh, such a joy germ. I can laugh. Yeah, she's having a Do you get what I'm saying about trauma? You know, like the Lord's been really teaching me about trauma. When trauma comes up, what's coming up is your reaction. That makes 100% sense. It's your reaction to what change took place that you didn't choose. Because that's the first thing I say to the Lord. Lord, I didn't ask for this. Yeah. That's the first thing I say. But again, going back to what we said, you know, and that's when you start making those inner vows with I'll never... I'll never do this. I'll never love again. I'll never trust again. I'll never forgive. I'll never, never open my again. heart, you know? And um, uh, it wasn't my sermon, but I heard it preached. That's what Disney did, didn't it? Yeah, the Never, never, never land. land. Oh, Lord. Mm. I wonder why. You know, but like <laughs> the Lord wants to take the nevers of the trauma reaction yeah. and turn them into nows the that nows. will actually heal the actual memory. I said something tonight and I hope people got it. Whoa, just because, stop. You hit that one. Sorry. Just wow. because we believe something to be true. It's not truth. Doesn't make it truth. Yes. Like you've got all these people out there that believe that they are born male, but yet their true identity is female. That's what they believe to be true, but that's not truth. You know, and this is what trauma does. It, it you have takes... to be a woman. You have to have a womb. Yeah, a man with, with a, a womb. womb. But you know what I'm saying? Like we got to understand this because if we're going to get vulnerable, we got to get to that foreskin that's being stripped away because he's yeah. choosing to cut it away for yep. a reason. Yeah. So the memories and trauma and pain and all of that sensitivity. Yeah. You know. Now I'm teaching kingdom emotions, but I'm telling you, as Christians, we have become too sensitive in an ungodly way yeah. we become too sensitive to what we know about ourselves and not enough sensitive to what he knows about us That's i think we it. should go in you gotta hit that you know what i'm saying that like, makes you think again people like the sensitivity you know the enemy is able just to trigger us so easily and why is that why is that because i believe it's because we haven't embraced true vulnerability because true vulnerability toughens you up. Yeah. It gets you a thicker skin. It gets you a resistance to what is, you know, I'm going to get real detailed. When that man goes through that, his body has to spend six weeks building a resistance yeah. to his clothes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because mm. the rubbing of his clothes alone will cause, you know, unexcruciating pain. And so that's why they have to lie there. But while he's lying but, there But resting, I studied that when I wrote that, you know, Gilgal, yeah. Place of Change. I studied that and as I studied it and, and uh, looked into it more, they couldn't have any except some sort of a sheet. Yeah, literally. They couldn't wear any clothes. Nope. They couldn't... Uh, uh, you know, even stand any covering except a light thing over them. How vulnerable were they? How vulnerable? And it's crazy because the body goes from being in this place of covered to overly sensitive oh. and then to counteract the oversensitivity, it builds a strength and a resistance. So now you don't feel as much. It's a scientific medical known fact that circumcised men don't feel as much as men with a foreskin because the nerves are in that area. And I believe God was saying to the people and the children of Israel, the Israelites, you know, I'm removing your ability to feel via you. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. want you to feel via me. Because, totally. you, you know, and I look at myself and I think of all those times, and I'm not saying, you know, don't feel because now I'm, Teaching King the emotions. I want you to be sensitive, but I want you to be sensitive to his emotion. Yeah. Not your emotion. Because your emotion is just full of trash. That trash bag that yeah. we talked about. That was very good to you know. You know, just full of years of just putting in the lies. So to grab the, the truth, you have to drop the trash. Yeah. You can't hold on to both. So when you were talking about vulnerability, the Lord was saying, Nathan, you've thought vulnerability is making you weaker. No. It's actually toughening you up. Yeah, I never saw it that way. It's a resistance to the yeah. enemy. It's a resistance to the world. It's a resistance yeah. to the pressures. And it's a preparation. It's an absolute pre preparation for possibly the children of Israel. They had to be prepared yep. through this act. Not only for change, their name needed to change. Yeah. It's a name. It's a place of change. Yep. It's where your name changes. Yep. And what did it change to? My, oh, my, when they went into uh, Jericho, when they did it the way God wanted them to do it, they won. Yeah. They got the victory. Yeah, so true. They got the victory and they did not, here's the key, they did not get it in their own strength because the first time all they could do was walk around the wall because that's all they were allowed to do. They were not allowed to show their strength even though they got healed. We need to go back in because this is getting deep. Going back in. So did you hear? Yes, we're about to go back in right now. So, want me to continue? Yeah. You may. Oh, man. Even though they got healed, they weren't allowed to show their strength. Mm. What did they do? They walked around Jericho. They didn't go in and fight. They had to shut their mouth. 
and walk around. Not even saying a word. You see? And then after that time, all God allowed him to do was shout. Nothing else. So that victory was all his. The moment they were circumcised, the moment they went in, he said, hey, I'm going before you. I'm with you. This is not your battle. This is my battle. All you have to do is turn up to the fight. Turn up to the fight and you're going to see me. I'm going to bring you through. Wow. So we say, how's God going to bring us through? Whatever you're going through, through your vulnerability, he's going to bring you through. So what you're saying is that... You can hit that because I don't want anybody to hate being vulnerable before the Lord anymore. So what you're saying is that we sometimes think, and I'm taking this for myself, we sometimes think that when we get healed, we'll have a right to straight away shout. Yeah. We'll have a right to fight. But sometimes the Lord after he's healed us, says, be quiet. That's it. Fight? No. Just be quiet. Hit. Sight. So that you can know that it's my strength that's carrying you. Yes. Not your own strength. Yes. Because that's what we do. We get healed and then we jump straight back in to carrying ourselves. No, I ain't carrying me It's that wave, you know. It begins to, we begin to ride it into shore and then we begin to jump off. I'm going to try. I'm going to, yes. We do. We begin we to do. jump off. But and I, the wave wants to carry us. Yes. But guess what? If you get on the wave, you've only got one place to go, yeah, to shore. That's it. And it's not going to take you out. I mean, you can go out as far as you, you want to. Or you can get caught in a rip. But a wave is to bring you in. It's not to take you out. Never takes you out, babe. It brings you in. The drawing is what takes you out. That's the vulnerability. Swimming out into the deep, being in unknown waters, being in the deep, being in that territory where you feel you don't know what's beneath you. And then we talked about, you know, the waiting and the resting. And the mm. Lord really said this to me tonight. He's like, it's in the resting you get that the, the momentum thing. of the wave starts to build. Yeah. It's in the resting that my movement starts to build, you know. But that is not. In our thinking. No. Because we have been conditioned to think it's in our action. Yeah. But look at the children of Israel, please. The greatest battle they ever faced and what could they do? Nothing but walk around and shut their mouth. (laughs) What could they do? Walk around seven times. Yep. And then God says, now open your mouth and just shout. I don't even want you to say a word. Just shout. Yeah, wow. Because I'm not going to use anything from you to do what I've already done. You just turn up to the battle, you know. And so this yeah, position is yourself. so important. Position yourself against the wave. That's it. And I'll ride you in. I'm going to ride you in. Yeah. 
the, the wave will always ride to win. Yeah, and I think I said that tonight in our class. You can't class. go against I the wave. I think we think we stir the waves up. I think no. we think we can have the power, you know, and I also said tonight, like, you know, we say to the Lord, like, you know, because the waves don't just come very soft, they crash. And God's goodness crashes on your life. And sometimes his goodness isn't all, you know, what you think Hollywood goodness is, the nice happily ever after. Sometimes his goodness is a test. Uh, yep. You know, that's still his goodness. Sometimes his goodness is a trial. Yeah. Because it's crashing on you. And I said it, to the... But that again depends upon how far you allow him to bring him to you. Yeah. And, uh, to you. To draw you out. Yeah. Uh, but again, that depends on... How far you allow him to bring you to him mm. is to how he'll bring you through. Yeah. Because that next step after coming to him determines you on how vulnerable he will allow you. You allow him to make you to bring you through to whatever you need to do. I'm serious about this. Vulnerability is something that people run away from. Yeah. I cannot be vulnerable. Pastor, you've been saying it over and over again. You say, I don't like sharing everything because I'm so vulnerable. And you, and, and you couldn't quite get mm. the answer of it. And it's like that's exactly what God wants you to be. Exactly what he wants you to be. It's not a bad thing. It's such a and, good thing. And I don't think we control it. I mean, God knows how to get you vulnerable. And you can... I often go to other means except the Spirit to secure myself. Yeah, and that's come on, exactly, talk about this. And that's exactly what he wants to die. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Sandal. Whatever we go for comfort or security... In between you and him... And you'll keep repeating the cycle until you make God your security. It's going to keep happening. And this is why pastor is so powerful because she often allows God to become her security. Yeah, I'm a witness. She doesn't pick up a phone and say, oh, but, you know, like, or, hey, Tony, can you help me with this? I'm really insecure now. That, you know, I feel vulnerable. She goes straight to God. Yeah. And this is what we have to do. And I we do have to share with example. you after I've shared with God. Oh, no, you, you are vulnerable as far as but a husband and wife is concerned. Once I've shared it but with she doesn't God. come for me, to me for the security that she only gets from God. No. Mm. She's no. learnt that one because I've let her down so many times. Oh, and, no, and, you're just a man. And that's what, you know, I'm not God. That, God it's wants it yeah. that way. But yeah. there yeah. are times when pastor can. But myself, I'm trying to, you know, like follow pastor's example because yeah. I go to my own strength. Yep. My own intellect yep. for security. I'll figure it out. I can figure this out. Yeah. And he's going to keep throwing these trials at me where I'm insecure. And Lord, I know you're listening until I go to the Holy Spirit first. Yeah. Like even when Nanny Marg passed away, see, that was a vulnerable time. And I know that he was wanting me to go to him for comfort, nothing else. But mm, I think I'd good. like to say that's really to you, it's more than vulnerability is more than teaching you a lesson. 
it can't be just teaching you a lesson because this makes this makes it your enemy. Yeah. See? Yeah. It's not for teaching you a lesson. It's for keeping you, not teaching you. Mm, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm often in the student-teacher relationship with God. Yeah. But, Pastor, you talk about, you know, availability, the word. But yeah. Vulnerability. The word ability is in that word. That's right. We, don't, we forget that. Yeah, no. Being vulnerable is actually making us able to cope. It's to have, able to, to have handle. that ability you know, able. to bring us through. Well, yeah. I'm going to look up to the bring, word history you know, for vulnerable. God's ability in. And something that the Lord's been showing me to do is. You need to hit that. Sorry. Something that the Lord's been We're showing me. We're hitting too many too fast. To do people with, are going to say. Because see, you're, I'm different. And there's probably people that are listening that are a little bit more like me. He doesn't like to share. I am an oversharer. And I'm learning about true intimacy and vulnerability in, within the relational context. And oversharers, when they overshare their life in the hopes of building intimacy, that's not real intimacy. When I get up and I overshare about my life, so that's the premise of me letting you see me. But real intimacy comes from me putting up boundaries. And you meeting my boundaries to their extremity. And then me saying, right, you've explored my boundary. Now I can trust you to extend the boundary even further. So I can, I can trust you with my vulnerability because I've seen, I put up a boundary of trust and I've seen you go to the nth degree of that boundary. And now I see, right, you're ready for the ex that, that to be explored even further. You're ready for that territory of trust to be extended. I can trust you now with not just something about me. I can trust you with my heart, you know. And this is what I believe to help those people out there that are like me that think, well, being vulnerable is about sharing everything. It is not. No. It's not. Because oversharing does not create security or intimacy. You know, and we fall into that, you know, um, and I can fall into that. Sometimes I get up and I start to just share everything that God's doing in me yeah, or in my life. Yeah, but it can life. also be the opposite too, not sharing enough. It's, it's the same. It's There's two There's two paradoxes there. Yeah, definitely. Because we have oversharers and then we have undersharers. Yeah. And each one is from an insecurity so that God is trying to locate. Is where you know what I'm saying? So I'm learning, whereas yours is an undersharing... You know, not be not to not share enough to that you don't feel that vulnerability. Whereas mine comes from a place of oversharing. Yeah. To think that that's what vulnerability is. No. You know, but I'm learning that vulnerability requires boundaries. Yeah. Vulnerability requires responsibility on two parties, not just one. Can I? It's not just my responsibility faster. to share everything with you. It's my your responsibility. To share with me. Yeah. You know, just, and that creates boundary for health. Uh, okay, hit that. Just quickly, I had, i got to just bring this quickly. I just had a vision and it was a, like a, a very, very quick vision yeah. as you were talking. Don't lose what you're going to say, but this is important because the picture that we put together for season casting is God speaking his responsibility 
when you look at that picture, which we haven't looked at in that way, there's a hand. Yes. And who's in the hand? Children. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. Children, people. It wasn't that he was the hand. The, the people were standing near the the um, the house waiting to occupy it or anything like that. This hand was holding everything on. John, would you please put up that picture so I can show people? The season casting picture. Because the Lord just gave me a vision of it. And you know, the scripture that goes with that. Like it. What was it? Like, give me the exact scriptures for that one. Used to be Ken's favorite scripture. Isaiah. Let's have a look at Look at this. Can a woman forget her swaddling child or the, the nursing child? Then read it out. Read this thing out. Here it is. Look. Yeah, the wow. hand. Have a look at that hand. Wow. And who is in the palm of the hand? Not the house. That's resting on the lady. But who's standing in the palm of the hand? God's children. Yeah, and even the lady is in the palm of the hand, the church. And the lady and the kids and the baby. Look. It's the foundation. Look, look. So what does that scripture say, please? Have you got it? My Bible's not going to Because this is the place of vulnerability. Mm. in the palm of, of his, his hand. hand. Wow. When he brings you to him, what's he going to bring it? He brings you by the hand. Mm. Put you in his palm and there you stay mm. for him when you're ready, to bring you through. Wow. It's Isaiah 49. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb. Come on. Surely they may forget, yet not, I, will I will not, not forget, forget you, Israel. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before, before me. me. Wow. He has etched our names on his hands so that he will not forget us. Mm. There it is. Where is it on the picture, Pastor? Right there. Look, in the palm yeah. of his oh, hand. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I didn't even see the palm yeah. before. There's, and there's the palm. The, and there's the etching. And look at the etch. The generational blessings and righteousness that trump wow. the generational curses. Wow. And I think this is powerful because the Lord has given me a visual. You know, we talk about the teaching. All we ever see is the pointing hand of God. Yeah. Not the holding hand. No, not the... Not the not keeping the, hand. The everlasting arms. We only ever see the pointing the hand. The resting. The finger pointing. The resting. We when you are in the palm of his hand, you are resting. 
You are resting. You are resting and when you're resting, you get the best. What do you do? You get the best. You've got his hand. Mm. That's the best. Could you be in a more safer place? Could you be in a more safer place? No. If God is, if the Lord is putting you in the palm of his hand, enemy can't, won't touch you because he's not going to touch the palm of God's hand. That's why the children of Israel, this hand, the palm of their hand stood and said, no further. He pushed out the hand and he said, no further. That's what he said, no further. And he held the enemy at bay. What with? His hand. And when you tell somebody, don't come any further, let me give you a revelation. Let me give you a revelation, Pastor. When you're telling a person, don't come any further, what's the part that's looking at them? The palm of the head. Yes, stop. (laughs) It's not the back of the head. It's not the figure. It's... Don't come any closer. That hand, that palm that holds you tells the enemy, they're in my hand. Don't come any further. And then the Lord gives that visual. It's like this is my bangle represents us. I don't know if they can zoom in. And it's like the Lord's saying, yes, you need the authority. You need the authority of the pointing finger. But if you only ever see the pointing finger, the pointing finger doesn't have the ability to protect. No. But the holding hand, yeah. the moment, try to grab it. It protects. And that's what the enemy... It takes a hold of. ...is trying... It keeps. ...to take away from us as his children. The holding hand. That we can't hold hands. This is powerful. That we can't hold hands. Stay away. Give the elbow. <laughs> give the toe. Give the knee. But don't give the hand. Mm. Yeah, well. Because that shows us about protection in his hand. Yeah. And that's what the devil will be trying to pull down the whole time. Wow. Do you see this, guys? Do you see it? Thanks, John. That was, do you see what it was doing there? I'm picking up what you're putting down. You what? I said, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. Oh, I got the play of words. Yes. But it's too important. Yeah. So we don't run from vulnerability. We run to it. Don't run from it. You know? um, Pastor, I looked up the word, history of the word vulnerable. It means to be open to being wounded. The word vulnerable means to wound. To wound. So when you're vulnerable, 
You're able to be wounded. It means you're exposed. That's right. I said it. Totally naked. Totally naked, yeah. And where <laughs> did he get the piercing? On his hand. In his hand. There. 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 Jesus was vulnerable all over. He had his hands, his feet and his side pierced. But we're talking about the scripture that says, I hold you in the palms, palms of, of my, my hand. hand. Yeah. Even a mother can forget her nursing child. But yeah. you, Israel, I will never forget. Wow. For I hold you. In the palm of my hand, you are continually brought before me. Now, is that a scripture that says I take responsibility for what I hold? Mm. Yes, for sure. Well, we're going to take responsibility for this break real quick. Because we have to take one now for the people, giving them a Selah moment. Because a lot of gems were definitely just unpacked mm -hmm. during that segment. So don't go anywhere. Of course, we'll be back for a little bit more. So stay yeah. tuned. I'm trying to read the little thing that I have here. Um, just to help those people that might feel like they are... Exactly. It is deep. It is very deep. It's very deep. I'm processing. <laughs> Let me say that. Everything we've ever wanted is in that palm. Mm. Jesus. We're going back in. So can we call this Sunday Palm Sunday? No. Ah. We cannot. He said we cannot. No. no, we no have a palm Every day is Palm Week. Every yeah. day, every day is Palm Day when God's got you in his, the palm of his hand. Oh, to his hand, every God's day. unchanging hand. Oh, well. <laughs> okay, I'm going back in. I'm not fooling with y'all today. <laughs> Let's go back in Let's for the it. last shot. All right. Woo! Oh, to his hand. This man, you got a great voice. Yeah. I don't know what people complain you about. I'm, I'm not complaining. I just said sing it. I the I always heard the men folks sing that song. Yeah. That little hymn is like hold you know, on to his hand, God's unchanging uh, hand. The enemy always counterfeits the truth. <laughs> okay. Are you calling it Shania the enemy? No, 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 no. no Can no, you no. call me a counterfeit? Which one? No, 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 no. no. I'm going to put words in it. I'm just bringing it in and saying, so he uses the palm of the hand to counterfeit. Mm. Oh, Jesus is calling. Wow. And this is something I wanted to bring out, Pastor, which goes... Can you hit that? Because um, palm reading, oh, fortune telling, no, thank you. tea leaf reading, all of it 
is all about tea leaf, your palm. This is something that I wanted to bring out because it goes into what you're talking about, vulnerability. And I, I mentioned it tonight, but the Holy Spirit took it a little bit diff, diff, different direction, but I didn't get to go into the specifics of it. We talked about something in the counseling world called gratitude shaming. Yeah, we did. And this is really um, important when it comes to vulnerability yeah. because someone will get to that place where they're vulnerable and they're allowing that place of weariness, not weakness, but weariness to put them in the strength of the Lord's hand. And then what we do as Christians is we come along with our toxic positivity yeah. And we kick them out of that vulnerable stage. Yeah. And we try to turn it into a teaching moment. Well, we rather we, than a keeping moment. Yeah, I think it's we expect we put upon them expectation. Yeah, and so I want to read here what you can um, hit that. Uh, this is from a therapist that I follow online and a really great way that they've had to find it and they've got here gratitude shaming is defined as Criticizing others for being sad about what they don't have instead of being grateful for what they do have. So if you're criticizing yep. someone for being yeah, you should sad be grateful. You should about be what grateful. they don't have instead of saying, hey, look at all what you do have. So you're not building. You know what I'm saying? It's not a keeping. Down. It's not a building. You're using... Uh, it's like a shaming, it's like a condescending, it's like a... And funny enough, they might be in that stage of vulnerability where they feel like they've lost something. And that's okay. To feel like you've lost something is okay. God can handle that. Which brings me to the next one, which says, forgetting that you can feel grateful for what you have and sad for what you've lost doesn't make you a bad person. That's right. You know, and I think as Christians, we always try to jump out of that vulnerability and be like, oh, I can't be sad that I've lost this. Yes, you know, so I can't that. have that emotion. I can't be sad that this has been taken out of my life. Yes. You know, I, and, and this is where these kinds of things that the enemy puts in our pathway will kick us out of vulnerability and mm. being held in his hand. The other one is this, using toxic positivity, dismissing one's pain with forced positivity. That's what we do. We dismiss each other's pain with forced positivity, yeah, you know, like, well, it's not that bad. Yeah, look on the bright side. You know, it's not that bad. What you're feeling, so much you know, to be grateful you've for. got so much to be grateful for. There's, there's a difference between sympathy and empathy. Yeah, and so using toxic positivity, dismissing one's pain with forced positivity. What's the difference from forced positivity? It's what we just said. It's called shut up and listen. Yeah. Serious. Walk around the, the because this, when you listen, mountain. you won't use toxic positivity to try and shame someone into a change moment. Yeah, listening lets the Lord lead them into the change. I've learned with you, uh, you know, like when we go through things, and you know, you go through, and I'm I live with you, and you're such a strong woman of faith, you know, in the spotlight. But the Lord is always teaching me your human state is I just like as important as your ministerial state. Please. I like that. I like that you know? so much. And, it's, and I always go to the Lord and I say, Lord, but what about, you know, the word of faith and believing? And he's like, no, it takes more of my spirit to not quote what you think needs to be said, mm -hmm. but to wait and listen. What's more valuable to me? To say the right things 
or to give an ear. And so that's the love we talked about tonight. That's real yeah. compassion. See? To say the but, right thing or feel the right feelings. Hit that, babe. That's hit it. that one. You get but, it yet. But you get what I'm saying. I feel you. The first thing they wanted to do was say. Yeah. And he said, no, shut up. Don't say anything. I told you the Holy Spirit's work in my life is shut up, Nathan. But do you get this? Yeah. They wanted to use this. Ooh. Right? They wanted to use this. But he'd already done what he needed to do. This was all his victory. Mm. This was nothing to do. And for them to use this mouth... Mm. Would have been a waste of time, an absolute waste of time, right? Yeah. So we need to keep this shut and just uh, sit in the palm of his hand. Sit in sit the palm <laughs> of his hand, maybe even rest mm. Well. He gives you the best yeah, wow. rest, but it's certainly not confess. Mm. It's rest, not confess. Yeah, it's not a pointing hey, Pastor, finger. They, they were circumcised at Gilgal, like you're saying, in their flesh, but Jericho was a circumcision of their mouth, right? Oh, you oh. bet it was. Of course it was. By not saying anything, they were having the Spirit of God deal with what, what was, was coming into yeah. their minds wow. and hearts. They yeah. were getting their hearts yeah. circumcised. Every day they marched around that city. Yep. Thoughts would come up and how do I do this and how do we get in and when's it coming down and what's God going to do? And he's cutting all that off until day number seven. And, and, and because the reality he did it, it. They were laughing at them. It was not a quiet yeah, scene. Yeah, they were tormenting they were the Israelites. So like what are you going to do, guys? March around again? Come on, come at us. VeggieTales does this so well. You know, they literally have the veggies like throwing Slurpees at them. Yeah. And, and, you know, laughing the whole at thing them. Is, the whole saying thing you'll is, never get through this wall. They were taunting him, the people. Taunting? Taunting the people. But it wasn't their fight. The battle was already won. Just turn up. That's all God said. Hey, but then other times. But the biggest thing you need to see, it was the biggest battle they were ever going to face. They're going to have other battles, different things, but there was only one ever Jericho. Yeah. One ever Jericho. Now, here's the key, Pastor. The key is the Jericho was the biggest battle. So you hit that because I'm going to tell you your Jericho is the biggest battle you'll ever fight. And God, it's not even yours. It's his battle. Come on. It's his battle. So he's giving you the biggest battle and he says, but that's my battle. So shut your mouth, walk around. When I tell you to scream, scream. 
And why do you think God said to scream? Why do you think God would tell them to shout? All right? Some people say that the vibrations of the shouting possibly shook the, the earth, possibly. It doesn't really matter. Why did he choose shouting? He could have just opened up the earth. He did it before. He didn't have to have them shout for him to just split down and swallow all those that weren't on his side. Why, Pastor, do you think it was that he said shout? I don't know, an act of faith maybe? Act of faith, maybe. Speaking forward the praises of God. What would they shout? Was it just a noise? It was the noise. Yeah. What do you think? What do you were think, vibra- Were the voices and the trumpets creating a wave like you talk about um, sound waves? Yeah, that, could be. I mean, but that would make the miracle in the physical yeah. dependent on I their think, voices. I feel that... He it, used the miracle like he doesn't go against his own laws of science. Yeah. Okay. So he interpreted through science the amount of noise that, that they would, would have shake. generated plus the trumpets... Yep. All hitting that one pitch. One pitch. I mean, you know, would, uh, you know, it's like a opera glass. Singer, yeah, opera singer the right sings at a certain frequency. And it's going to crack the glass. Yeah, and the frequency is going to crack the glass. But um, I think it has to do with congruence, like to do with agreement. Agreement. What was in their heart, what they had felt walking around. It, it had to have a response I'm gonna, and action. I'm going to hit you with something. Do it. When they shouted, they couldn't be anything else but in one accord. Oh. <laughs> I'm going. Uh, goodbye. Do you get what I'm saying? There's and no one, individual. One there faith. was no individual people in that. Oh my. It was one accord, one sound, one voice. You know? One no faith. one singing above another. Yep, one faith. Do you get what I'm saying? No one preaching or or praying above another. One, No oh one casting out demons above one oh, another. Oh, Jesus. There so was Shania, no... Shania? It was one sound. There was no trash. It was one sound and that's all God wanted. Mm. I was going to say, Pastor, Shania it, and I would have had our voices... Completely in tune with the rest of the people. Okay. Okay. But get this. Get this. Get this. Getting it. And it's funny because when you shout, like, let's go into again, he will bring the science. Singing, you know, you can hear someone sing and not tune into that pitch very easily. But the moment someone shouts, you tune into that pitch of their shouting subconsciously. Yep. You know, like when we shout, like if we were to shout right now, we wouldn't all be at like shout, 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 shout. We would all be at the same pitch. Yeah. A shout is the only thing that, that brings us into the same pitch. That is what was in congruence with heaven oh, and oh, earth Jesus. and the people. You just blew That my one mind. pitch. I think it's time maybe to finish this. By saying one more time, it's in your vulnerability 
that he is responsible for. Your vulnerability is his responsibility. No better place can you be but in the palm of his hand because he promises never to forget you. Even a mother might forget her child. But I, Israel, I talk New York. I, sons and daughters of God, will never forget you. Never. I will hold you secure because that is my responsibility for your vulnerability. Wow. And I will bring you before me till I bring you through. That's how you face the biggest battle of Jericho. In the palm of his hand. Add to that. God bless you, God. Isn't that wonderful? That is wonderful. Well, I'm not going to run for vulnerability. I'm not going to run from it. I'm going to run for it. All I can say is snip, snip, snip. snip. And what I can say from Aaron's beard, it runs to drip, drip, drip. God bless you guys. Bye-bye now. Zip, zip, zip. (laughs) <laughs> the lip, lip, lip. <laughs> zip, zip, zip. If, see, if I, you know what. Zip, zip, zip. You know that? The zip lip, it, lip, zip lip. it, zip it. <laughs> snip, snip, snip. Switch it off. Zip, zip, zip. Rip, rip, rip. Oh, it's okay. Rip, rip, rip. I know. <laughs> Is, uh, you know, because every time we have to shout in church, I always feel vulnerable to shout in church. So I wonder if that was. Because I feel like crazy. Put on the mic. Be vulnerable. Oh. Bye, everybody. Yes, yes, Pastor yes, Tony's yes. Uh, message is oh, not going to be encouraging. Oh, oh. Vulnerability. So oh. we're going to just say goodbye. God Telling bless. Time to zip, zip, zip the lip, lip, lip so he can snip, snip, snip the tip, tip, tip so you don't trip, trip, trip or dip, dip, dip but get a quip, quip, quip. God bless.